Hey, hey, friend. Welcome back to another episode of the Byword Show. So very glad you're here and excited for today's episode. You know, I had this conversation on my Instagram, gosh, maybe 2020. It was a couple years ago now, but it was when I really started sharing a lot more about mindset and my journey and the things that I was studying and learning. And one of those topics that I shared during that time, but really didn't do a deep dive into, it was before I had even started this podcast, is fear. Because, you know, like it comes up a lot in these conversations that we have on the podcast, but because I haven't dedicated a whole episode to it, and if I'm being honest, it's something that I still circle back to in my own life all the time. I just figured, why not? Let's just like, let's talk about it because I have so many conversations with you guys and with different women about how much fear holds us back. And sometimes it's in ways that we don't even realize that fear is playing out. And so I figured, you know what, let me just break down kind of what I have learned about fear, kind of my process, and then share some insights that may also help you. So I have this quote that I want to share. I think it's so good. Fear paints a picture of the future as if God isn't there. Faith paints a picture of the future as if God is already there. So I love that idea that fear, fear is our perspective. You know, fear is the lens that we choose to look at our lives through and it makes a huge difference, right? There are two options here. It's faith or fear. And so often fear pops up and we don't even realize. And it's because it's almost like a habit. It's almost like a reflex at times when we experience stress or we are triggered or something hard happens. Sometimes our first response, which naturally as a human being, we're wired with that fight, flight, freeze response, right? But so often we turn right into that fear and it really impacts the way that we are able to handle stress physiologically in our bodies. It impacts our relationships. It impacts our ability to think rationally and clearly, um, to take a step back and actually pause before we get into this huge whirlwind of stress and overwhelm and anxiety. And again, I'm not saying like, if you're afraid you're wrong and here's the key to never be afraid again. No, like, trust me, friend, I'm telling you, I struggle with fear. Everybody struggles with fear. It's part of our human experience. However, we know from scripture that we don't have to give in to fear. We have a choice here. Again, if you've heard me talk about mindset, you know, feelings follow. Fear is a feeling. It's an emotion. It's an indicator and a communicator that something is going on under the surface. And really that's just an invitation for us to take a closer look, to take inventory and see what's going on there. So all throughout scripture, like I said, we hear verses like, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And then in 1 John, it talks a lot about how perfect love casts out fear. If we're afraid, it's because of this fear of punishment and we haven't fully experienced God's love. And so what what I have come to believe is that fears are actually just disguised lies that we've been believing. Usually they're about ourselves. Now, This may seem a little confusing. Hopefully I haven't lost you yet. I want to explain because this is something that has been transformational in my own life is recognizing number one, that our emotions are 
are good. It's good to feel. It's healthy to have emotions, okay? So if you feel afraid, if you struggle with anxiety, if you struggle with fear, worry, overwhelm, it's okay. Those emotions are from God in order to be able to communicate to us something that's going on beneath the surface. I always say anxiety is a result of misplaced trust. It's whenever we shift our trust from the Lord onto ourselves, onto somebody else, onto a doctor, onto a, you know, whatever it may be. Fear is very similar. And when I talk about fear, I feel like it's very interlaced with anxiety, overwhelm, worry, whatever it may be. I feel like there's those central emotions, like, but the root is fear. The root is, I'm not okay. It's not going to be okay. Something is wrong. I don't know what to do. That fight or flight response to stress. Okay. So that's kind of the perspective I'm taking here, just so that we're on the same page. But what I want to talk to you about today is this question of what is your fear actually telling you? If you experience fear, if you experience anxiety, if you experience overwhelm, what are those emotions communicating to you? Okay, because this is useful information that can actually help us heal and grow and overcome and move forward in the life that God is, it has planned for us. Okay, so if you feel any of those things, please don't dig yourself a pit of shame because you're not, it's, it's not, it's not wrong. Okay. I read this book by John Bevere several years ago. I think it's, um, breaking intimidation. I think is what it's called. He talks about the difference between being afraid and giving into intimidation because being afraid is not a sin. Okay. It's not a sin to experience the emotion of fear. However, when we start giving into intimidation, when we shrink back and we cower because of fear, we have given the enemy a foothold in our life. And that is not what God wants for us. That's why all throughout the gospels, Jesus says, don't be afraid. Angels are saying, don't be afraid. However, our, our emotions, again, should be an invitation for us to take inventory. And if it is something that's like fear, or anxiety, what I've learned, gosh, several years ago now, but a mentor told me that anytime I'm feeling anxious, it's a reminder to me that I need to get back in line with the Lord and to get my trust, get my focus back on him. Because let's be real, right? Like anytime we experience anxiety, fear, overwhelm, what has happened? Usually we've taken our focus off of the Lord and we have put the pressure on ourselves to figure out a solution, to make things happen. We, we have taken the weight and the responsibility on ourselves. And Jesus is saying, come to me. If you're tired, if you're weary, if you have a heavy burden, give it to me. I want to give you rest. And so anytime we're feeling things that put weight and heaviness back on us, what we need to do is bring it back to Jesus. So that's the first thing is just realizing it's okay, but it's just, it's just, our bodies, our, our emotions communicating to us, okay, you've taken on the weight again. Take a breath, give it back to Jesus, and then do it again. Rinse and repeat, you know, as often as you need to, even if it's over and over and over and over again, which oftentimes it is, at least for me. Going back to what I was kind of talking about with mindset, if you haven't listened to the mindset episode or heard me share the whole breakdown before, here it is, the really brief crash course. 
everything starts in our minds with our thoughts. That's why the Lord is so insistent all throughout scripture about taking our thoughts captive, making them obedient to Christ. We have the mind of Christ. It's important for us to be rooted in truth. Okay. So everything starts in our thoughts because our thoughts impact our feelings which impact the way we speak and the way we act. And that creates our overall behavior because typically this becomes a cycle or routine in our, in our brains and in our minds, um, kind of like a default setting is kind of what I say. So what our emotions show us is where our thoughts are, where we are focused, what we're focused on. And so fear can tell us a few things. Number one, what we are focused on. If we are overwhelmed and feeling afraid, then that could mean, okay, I am not focusing on the Lord. And and you know what? This may seem really cheesy, but let me just say really quickly, I don't want I don't want to make light of this because I know it's not just, oh, just trust God and focus on Jesus. I'm saying this because in the Bible it says, fix your eyes on things above fix your eyes on Jesus. Think about things that are pure, worthy of praise, excellent, you know, admirable. We are told all throughout scripture how to safeguard our mind from negative emotions and their impacts on our lives. The anecdote, (laughs) the solution, the proactive measure is to keep our eyes on Jesus. It is to fix our minds on things above. It is a perspective shift. It is an intentional coming back to Jesus Anytime we've realized that we have shifted our focus to something else, okay? So again, this is very broad here we're talking about, and it's not, it's easier said than done, right? Like, because this is something that we are going through all throughout our days. It could be, you know, like, I'll just give an example. This morning, (laughs) our son woke up before us. And when we got up, he had had an accident. He had dumped out one of my protein powders and he was just like, running all over the place. Crazy. And I woke up feeling so stressed. Like that was the beginning of my day. I was so frustrated. I was so overwhelmed. I literally just wanted to crawl back in bed and cry all day. (laughs) But then I realized, okay, I've got to take my eyes off of my circumstance. Got to get some perspective here. Number one, my son is three. (laughs) Number two, it's not the end of the world. Like I feel like I've come a long way. Let me just like a little side tangent here. I've come a long way as I have practiced this. It used something like that would happen and it would ruin my entire day. Maybe my whole week. I don't know. I used to be so impacted by frustration and the feelings of stress because I did not know how to process them properly um, or in a healthy manner. Now it still takes time. Okay. I'm still human. I do not have this perfect. It's an ongoing process. Okay. But I was able to take a step back and just say, I need a break. I was able to say to my husband, I just need a minute. I need some time to calm down. (laughs) And, and now I'm able to fix my eyes back on Jesus and just say, okay, Lord, help me today. Help me be the parent my son needs. Help me react to this in a way that won't hurt him, won't damage our relationship, you know, little things like that. It can be that simple. You know, it could be as easy as, oh, you have a terrible situation at work with a coworker. Someone's driving you crazy. Absolutely. You just cannot handle it anymore. It could be as simple as, okay, Lord, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling stressed. Help me fix my eyes back on you. Show me what you see in this person. 
God help me. <laughs> like literally as, as minimal and simple as that. So that's, that's kind of the process for emotions. Now, fear in particular, as I mentioned, I believe is the root of a lot of these things. And it's because we as human beings don't like to be out of control, right? Maybe it's just me. I'm a total control freak. I'll admit that. <laughs> but we like to feel secure. We like to feel certain. We like to feel like we know what's going on and we're in control. And this isn't just for type A people. Like, I don't think anybody just loves having absolutely no sense of control in their lives. Okay. I mean, I know there's some go with the flow people like that. I got those people in my life and I love them. Can't live without them. But there are things even for those people that cause worry, anxiety, and fear because we like to know what to expect, right? Like that's, we like that as humans. We like to know what's going on. We like to have a handle on things. We don't like it when life just blows up in our face, right? So fear is our response a lot of the times to being out of control. Why? Because it causes us to feel like this unsettled feeling that starts to stir up all of those feelings of anxiety, overwhelm, etc. So what do we do with fear? Okay. Let me first of all, give you an example, because going back to what I said earlier, I believe that when we experience fear, it's actually lies that we've been believing coming to the surface. Okay. So it gives us this almost kind of cool opportunity. Maybe I'm just nerdy about this kind of stuff. And I think it's really cool, but it, it gives us a unique opportunity to see what's beneath the surface when we experience any kind of, um, unsettledness or fear. So let me give you an example kind of a vulnerable example, but a personal example from my own life. And when I'm talking about fear, I'm not just, oh my gosh, I'm scared of the dark. You know, it could be any fear, fear of dying, fear of, for me, I, ha I struggle with the fear of failure. Okay. I really struggle with letting myself try something new if I don't feel like I for sure will succeed. Okay. I know this is a bit dramatic, but this is just really <laughs> how I am. I get really afraid of trying something because I don't want to fail. I, what are people going to say? What if it doesn't work out? You know, those kinds of things. Fear holds me back in that way more often than other fears do. And so if I look a little deeper at that, I can see that the lie beneath that fear is that I believe I'm not good enough. Or I have believed, you know, leading up to that point that I am not good enough. And as a result, I'm afraid that I will fail because then other people might see that I'm not good enough. Okay. So that, that's an example, one example of how the lies come into the picture. So when we experience fear, it exposes something that we've been believing. And how do I put this? Our fear almost acts as a self-preservation tool. It does, right? Like fight or flight, freeze, that is a response to stress and fear to protect our body. When we experience stress in our bodies, what we do is we shut down all the unnecessary systems, right? Like we're only focused on survival at that point because we want to protect ourselves. It's the same thing when we experience any kind of stress or fear, right? Like it could be running from a bear. It could be, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay this next bill? You know, it, it, our fear comes up because it wants to help us respond in a way that will help us survive. Okay. So 
our fears show up as a means of self-preservation to keep us from being exposed and to keep us from being vulnerable. And in some cases, it keeps people from seeing what's really beneath. So when I was saying I, I have this fear of failing, of not being good enough, it's because deep down I struggle with this belief that maybe I'm not good enough. And so what happens is my fear protects me in a way from letting people see that I could potentially not be enough. And so what happens is if I respond to that fear by saying, yes, you're right. I don't want anyone to see like, what will people say? What will people think? That is me preserving myself and hiding this, this belief that I really feel like I'm not good enough. Okay. Does that make sense? I hope this kind of translates well. I know it's like a really abstract idea, but if what's underneath these fears is a lie, it's not really protecting us, right? Like that's really what I want to get at today. And so what's important is that we recognize the lies and then we speak truth to them so that we can move forward because fear keeps us stuck, okay? That's that's the danger of it. Fear keeps us stuck. It keeps us ineffective. It keeps us from growing in relationships. It cuts us off from experiencing full life, right? Like Jesus wanted for us. And so how, how do we get out of the trap? Okay. So first of all, we get rooted in love. We just did a whole series on love. If you want to learn about all that, I highly recommend getting my book love is, and then going through the mini series we did on the show, because love is the remedy for fear. Why? Because true love, like God's real, real love for us is protection, it's security, it's safety, it's peace, it's rest, it's everything that we need and everything that we were designed in his image to operate in. Okay. So Dr. Caroline Leaf talks a lot about this. She talks about how we are literally wired for love. It's mind blowing. She talks about how our bodies, our minds, like our brains, we are wired in a way that that in order for us to have optimal health, happiness, abundant life, that that happens when we are in an environment of love where we feel safe, right? Like we can see that with kids even. Kids thrive in environments where they have boundaries, where they know they are loved and where they know they are safe, where they know they have a parent who's protecting them or somebody who's with them, they're not alone. Nothing changes when we grow up. We still need that sense of protection and safety so that we feel confident moving about and living our lives. You know, like we feel like we are, we're safe, we're secure. Love is what provides that for us in a soul sense. Okay. So in our minds, in our, in our hearts, we have to have a realization of God's love for us. We have to have a real recognition and revelation of what that actually means for us and why it's important. Why does it matter? What even is love? And the thing is, if we don't real, realize how loved we are, we get stuck behind that fear. So I encourage you read first John, if you haven't lately, because it talks a lot about how fear is if we're experiencing fear, we haven't experienced the perfect love of God. If we're experiencing fear, it's out of this fear of punishment. And to me, that is just a perfect reflection of what we've been talking about. If we're afraid of this, you know, quote, punishment, it's a fear of, of being ashamed, of being exposed, of being raw and vulnerable and people like 
finding out who we really are, of God finding out who we really are, that we aren't good enough, that we aren't lovable, that we aren't worth anything, that we don't have anything to give. X, Y, Z, the list goes on and on, okay? Like every single person deals with this. It's a part of our human existence in a fallen world, unfortunately. But we have a remedy. We have access to healing and freedom from this trap in Jesus because he is love, okay? So number one, get the truth in there. Start, get your eyes back on Jesus, okay? So if you feel yourself feeling these emotions that are rooted in fear and send you on a spiral and you just realize, okay, I'm reacting to stress. This is a communicator to me that these feelings are an indicator that I need to shift my eyes back to Jesus, that I need to focus on the truth. What does this look like? It could be just saying a prayer. Like I mentioned before, Jesus, (laughs) please help me. I, I need your help to see my husband, how you see him, see my friend, how you see them. Show me what you want for this situation. Lord, I, I don't have it under control. Lord, please help me. It could be reading scripture. It could be turning on a worship song, just getting yourself back to Jesus, whatever that looks like for you. It could be just taking a few deep breaths. Okay. Think about what you can do the next time. Cause this is the thing. Okay. Let me just say the most effective way to handle these emotions is to have a plan in place. So if you know yourself, if you know that you um, experience stress at work or in a, with a certain person that you're going to see coming soon, have a plan in place. If you start responding, um, if you start experiencing fear, overwhelm, anxiety, all of those emotions, what can you have in place? What plan can you have in place to help you fix your eyes back on Jesus? I was struggling with depression last year. And I had a pastor mentor friend of mine ask me, do you have a plan in place? And not like, do you have a plan for what you're going to do? But do you have a plan to get out of that? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I've never really thought about that. And she was like, well, you know, in the Bible, it talks about how if we experience temptation, it's not God tempting us. And he always provides a way out. So the temptation to give into negative feelings to give into fear, which is from the enemy, to give into lies, which are from the enemy. That's a temptation. And God provides a way out for every temptation. That is the truth. So what we need to do is just ask him, okay, Lord, what what's the plan here? <laughs> like, tell me the game plan. Holy Spirit, show me how I can get my eyes back on you. Fix my mind, fix my heart, fix my thoughts back on truth. Okay. So that was really, really transformational for me hearing her say that because I had never thought about it that way, but it really applies to all of these negative feelings that are rooted in fear that really derail us and keep us stuck. Okay. So number one, get rooted in love. What that basically means is identify the fears and the lies behind them, remedy them with truth. Okay. Let God's love meet them and basically just destroy them. Okay. Super great. (laughs) Number two, discover the truth about you. If you don't know it, you've got to know it. Usually it's the opposite of the lies we're believing and scripture is a great place to start. So for me, as I mentioned in my example, I struggle with this fear that people might think I'm not good enough. What do I need to do to remedy that? I need to find scriptures. I need to find truth. I need to say affirmations that reaffirm the truth that I am enough. I mean, starting from Genesis, God created mankind in his own image. He said that they were very good. The first thing God ever said about me is very good. 
God says that I am loved. God says I have, I'm equipped for every good work that he planned for me before the beginning of time. Okay. So those are just a few examples of things for me that I have to cling to anytime I feel, feel that fear creeping up. That's going to like put me back in my box, push me into a corner and keep me from engaging in a relationship, engaging in something God's calling me to, or trying something new, whatever it may be. I start speaking the truth so that I can combat the lies. Okay. So number one, identify the lies. Number two, get the truth. So you know how to fight it. Number three, make it a daily practice. Okay. This is a really practical piece, but you need to daily affirm the truth about who you are, the truth about your family, the truth about your kids, the truth about your job, your marriage, your situation, your future, wherever that source of anxiety and fear is coming from for you, figure out why the fear is there. What, what are you afraid is going to be exposed? If you're afraid of what's another common fear, if you're afraid of someone rejecting you, if you have the fear of rejection, why? What, what would that say about you if you got rejected? Would it say that you're not lovable? Why, why do you believe that you're not lovable? Well, okay, so we may have identified the lie that that fear is trying to protect you from being exposed to, right? And then we need to figure out the truth. Actually, it says in the Bible that you are loved. You were loved before you even had a chance to prove that you are lovable or show that you're not lovable. The Bible says true love is that while we were still sinners, Jesus died for us. That's that's the truth about you. You are lovable. Romans 8, nothing can separate you from God's love. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Not life, not death, nothing you can do, not today, not fears for tomorrow, not angels, demons, anything above, below. Nothing can change the fact that you are loved and you are lovable. Okay. So that's another example, but get in the practice of daily meditating on truth, reading the scriptures, speaking the scripture, worshiping, praying, just meditate and dwell on the truth so that that starts to become the default setting for you. Again, if you want the full, 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 full deep dive on mindset and how this all works in your brain with neuroplasticity and rewiring, like literally renewing your mind, like the Bible says, it's in the Mindset 101 episode. I think it's like episode four or something at the very beginning of the show. But super helpful if you want a better understanding of why this works and how you actually can change. Because remember, what you feed grows. So if you are consistently affirming the fear, oh my gosh, I failed again. I'm not good enough. If every time I fail or make a mistake, I'm telling myself, see, yep, you're a failure. You're not good enough. You'll never be good enough. Why even try? Then that is going to be ingrained even deeper in my mind, literally in my brain, neural pathways. However, if I start to starve out that fear and I don't give it any attention, I don't pay it any mind, and I start speaking truth, soon that path isn't going to be as well-worn. And I'm going to start rewiring. I'm going to start laying a new path. And again, let me be honest, this takes time. It's not an overnight fix. You have to really be consistent and intentional about paving the new pathway, not only for your own mindset, but like literally in your brain, in your body, this is how the process works. Okay. So don't get discouraged. Don't, don't continue to affirm the fears about yourself that you're not good enough, that you can't do anything right, that you're just a failure and that you'll never be good enough. That is not the truth about you. And I would encourage you if you're struggling with anxiety, fear, overwhelm, any of these negative emotions that are causing you to be stuck 
and feel ineffective and unable to show up for yourself, for your life, for the people around you, I would encourage you take a look at what your emotions are telling you. And if they're rooted in fear, most of the time they are, figure out what that's saying to you. Figure out what is what is your fear trying to protect you from? Because it's probably it's probably a lie that needs to be met with God's love for you. And I know this could sound so woo-woo out there like, ooh, yay, like just God's love, fluffy, pretty, whatever. But friend, I'm telling you this because it matters. I'm telling you this because I don't want us to be 60, 70 years old and looking back and, and thinking, man, I wish I would have done that. I really felt like God was calling me to do that, but I just never did because I was afraid of what people would think. I was afraid of being a failure. I was afraid of not not doing a good job. That is not what I want at the end of my life. I I want to milk this life for all it's worth, and I want to give the devil a good old kick in the teeth. I am not going to let him steal a single second more of my life. I'm not going to give him any time. He has no space in my life. He has no space in your life, okay? So that's fear included. Let God, let God give you a really, really rich, deep revelation of his love for you. And I promise you, fear will have no more space. Like it can't, like it can't grow. If we don't start, if we don't keep feeding the fear, it has nothing to do. Like just, but to sit there and wither away. And I love that. I kind of love that idea. And I want that for me and I want that for you. So hopefully this was helpful to you. Hopefully it made sense. I do have a highlight on my Instagram. If you want to go back and kind of look through the mindset stuff of this, I kind of break down those examples in a visual way. If if that's helpful for you to see, but yeah, besides that, feel free to send me a message. If you want to process through this, I do have purpose sessions where you can sit down one-on-one with me. It's one of my favorite things to do with women is just to sit and talk through what is it that's holding you back? And where do you want to go? And and how can we get you from where you are to where you want to be practically? Let's make a game plan. Let's work together to get you living in your purpose, whatever that looks like in the season. Okay. So feel free to reach out to me if you have questions. I love you guys so much. Thanks for being here and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWords show. I love having you here and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and remember I am cheering you on.